thinking back about working with Macy's and having special events at several of their stores was a monumental time for me being a gift basket designer. It's something that I don't take for granted, but do think about in simplistic ways because it seemed that it was quite easy for me to start working with Macy's. But at the same time, I guess that stars aligned or I took a chance where another person didn't take a chance and got in line with what Macy's was looking for. And such an idea and such an opportunity is something that is open to you something that you can align yourself with in terms of being a gift basket designer with something to offer a larger store because a larger store often needs outside ideas to bring in more customers. Sure, a bigger retailer has what they have in store, but they're always looking for great ideas to bring special events together. If this is something that is interesting to you and something that you might want to try, I have some tips from all of the work that I've done with Macy's and other stores that may help you to align yourself with a larger retail store that doesn't just bring them money, but brings you the notoriety and the sales that you're looking for outside of working with the retailer. Let me share with you some tips that I believe are going to be helpful for you. Stay tuned. Welcome to Gift Basket Business, where we discuss the ideas, triumphs, and challenges aspiring entrepreneurs and seasoned designers face in the gift basket world. I'm Shirley George Frazier, your host and author of How to Start a Home-Based Gift Basket Business, The Gift Basket Design Book, and I'm Chief Basketologist at GiftBasketBusiness.com. When I talk about working with Macy's, and I've worked with other larger companies as well, and smaller companies such as florists and smaller gift shops in local area. When I talk about that, I I want to make sure you understand this is not bragging at all. And I still work with many different shops. I know that when a person starts to share information like what I'm going to tell you, they're finished with everything and they're on to something else and they're not even sure if what they're going to share is going to be helpful. Well, that's not the case here. I only share information that I believe is going to help you to go to another level or at least start your gift basket business well or take your business into another level. I kind of think about being in college and how you start as a freshman and then you're a senior and then you're out of college. You want to rush to be the senior (laughs) very quickly because you want to get out of college. But in this case, you want to move forward into different levels of offering gifts and gift baskets. And doing so through a retailer can be very supportive to you because you're not only supporting the retailer and their need to have special events, but you are also helping yourself to be in a a more broader environment and introduce what you have to offer to the customers of those retailers who may be in positions that can bring you into more corporate work. You never know what can come from being in a retail store. What I did in Macy's and in other stores was to bring 
a spring special event or mom special event. And I would bring all of the supplies to the store so that the customers would come to me with the items that they purchased from that particular store. And I would bundle it all in a basket or some kind of container, wrap it in plastic. Uh, I say plastic, wrap it in cellophane because I wasn't able to shrink wrap. There was no electric outlet that was near the table setup that I had, but cellophane was fine. And I had the bowls already made and on a pegboard that I brought to the store and people gathered around. They were not only fascinated with what I was creating, but also thinking of what they could have made right there (laughs) during the event. So it actually increased sales for whatever store I was at, Macy's in this case, there was other smaller stores, as I mentioned as well. And it turned out to be such wonderful events that I was able to have the similar events at other Macy's stores or whatever store I was at. So let's get to the other tips or really the tips that will help you to kind of formulate what you might have in the future for your business. One tip is to first make sure that the retailer you want to work with actually has special events. If the retailer does not have special events right now, they may not be thinking about having any special events. It may not ever be on their calendar. You want to approach a place, a retailer that has special events already. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel for them. Kind of hard getting into their mind how a special event would be and how successful it would be if they don't have one already. So make sure the retailer already has special events. The second tip is to find out who plans the events. You need to know the person and their title. It may be someone in the promotions department. It could be a person who has the title of special events director. You need to call the store and ask who plans the event so that when you make the call again, you will know exactly who to speak with. Sometimes you will call and the person who you are asking will immediately transfer you to that particular person. And at that point, you're kind of off guard, but you can say to the person, I just wanted to know who you were to introduce myself in the future because I know that you have special events and I have something that I think would be beneficial to the store. You could just say something like that. So find out who plans the events. The third is to write your script. Your script is going to be what you say to that special events person outside of what I just shared in case you are just transferred to that person. But you want a script, a very quick 30 to 45 second, no longer than that script to say who you are, who you represent, and what you have that will be beneficial to the store what you propose. From there, the conversation will ensue. You don't want to send the script information. You don't want to speak with the voicemail. You want to speak with the person. You don't want to leave a voicemail message. You want to speak with the person who is in charge so that you know right away if what you propose is going to be of service to the store and its customers. 
And what you propose is a special event. I'm calling it a special event, but if you see from your research that the store calls the event something else, then that's what you call it. That's what you call the event. And you are going to say that you, in my case, I wanted to create bundles of gifts for the customers for the spring season. I said something like that. And you can certainly create a script around that type of language, whatever you believe you are going to be good at doing for that particular store. So you write your script so that you're not flubbing your words. You're not saying, um, and ah, that you have on paper what you want to share with that person who is in charge. The fourth tip is to call and speak with the person. And I've already gone through that, but that is the fourth tip. Try your best not to be overwhelmed with calling and speaking with the person because you are the expert in what you are proposing. So while you're going to be excited about your proposal, you're going to be very clear in your mind and ready to speak with that person on a professional level. The fifth is, the fifth kind of goes over the event. And when I say over, it's a post event kind of tip. You're going to then follow up and stay in touch with the person. Now, let me back up. When you propose the event and hopefully things go through and you finalize the event, sometimes you won't, it's okay. There will be other stores and other opportunities for you. But if you do finalize the event and you bring everything to the stage, so to speak, for the event, you're going to have people who will want to know who you are. They will want your business card. The store may not want you to give out your business card, but if people, customers ask you for your card, you're going to give the card and you may make, you will probably make some good connections during the event. So you will, for step five, The tip number five, you're following up in whatever way you say you will in the conversation that you had with the person in charge of the special event. You're going to decide how much you're going to be paid. And yes, you will be paid for the event. How much is it going to be for you to have a two hour event, a three hour event, however long the event's going to be? What products are you going to bring to package all the items? What are all the other details? You will find that at the end of an event, a customer or several customers will want you to stay overtime. You are not staying overtime for the event. Let me tell you that. If the event ends at six, the event ends at six. I've had people come to me at 6.03 and say, oh, can you do X? The answer is, (laughs) I wish I could, but this event is complete. So do not be unwilling to say that to a customer in the way you need to say it so that you represent yourself and the store properly. The sixth tip is to stay in touch with the special events person because that person has connections to other chains within the store. So if that store that you're in has other locations, that person has connections to the other stores so that you, if you want to continue with special events at that particular store, you have those connections, as I just said, so that you can come back for Valentine's Day, for Mom's Day, for another event, for the end of year holidays or New Year's or whenever. So those are the six 
next tips to work with a retailer. If working with a retailer is something that you can foresee in your future or want to consider, you want to make sure the store does have special events. You want to find out who plans the events. You need to write your script so that you know what you're going to say to the person. You're going to call and speak with the person. And then you're going to follow up with whatever you need to do to bring the promotion, the event to the store. And then you will finally stay in touch with that particular person because you not only want to work with that store, but if the person transfers to another location, you want to stay in touch with them. For me, working with small and large retailers has been very beneficial in terms of the connections I've made and the compensation that I have received. And that has helped me to also be televised on on broadcast television and in other ways, speaking at different events and broadening my reach in terms of the kinds of gifts and baskets that I create for customers in and outside of the retail environment. Sometimes it will be a special party at a place that is having a private event at a restaurant or somewhere like that. So you can have different options and there can be many different opportunities that go beyond working with a retailer that you don't know is available until you explore that particular type of opportunity. Well, that is it for this edition of Gift Basket Business. Thank you so much for joining me for six tips to work with a retailer. Next week, we'll discuss another important topic that will elevate your notoriety and your income. And be sure to rate this podcast through your favorite listening device. I'd love to know how these topics are helping you to learn, grow, and profit. I'm Shirley George Frazier wishing you baskets of success.